Welcome to another episode of Cornucopia Strategy for Entrepreneurs. Please enjoy each episode and invite your friends to do the same. And now, here is your host, Sherman Hunter. Episode 2 of Cornucopia Strategy for Entrepreneurs. Hello. In this episode, we will be discussing expectations. The expectations that you have are important because they reflect your opinion of what Conocopia is all about and how exactly it can assist you in your entrepreneurial efforts. Because of that, I want to make certain that I do my part to bring those elements of this to light. Now, normally when I discuss expectations with various individuals, especially entrepreneurs, it's much, much easier than in the setting of a podcast. Normally, I'm doing these conversations one-on-one, and I get immediate feedback in terms of how useful some of the strategies might be to an individual and which strategies are not as important. But because we're doing this in the form of a podcast, I do have to make certain assumptions. Now, if I find that, or if you find that I do not address certain aspects of your situation, the remedy for that would be for you to simply give me a short email through our system here, and I will do my best to address your concerns either in future episodes or directly or in the show notes. I don't believe we will have a difficult time meshing my thoughts and your thoughts and making sure that we are on the same page, so to speak. But to get everything started, I'm going to make a few assumptions and explain what I'm assuming as I go along, is to keep in mind that it's about you, not me in terms of what I'm trying to make happen. You see, the strategy is very diversified in that it covers a lot of different topics and areas and functions, I should say. But all of that means very little if it doesn't provide you with something that's important to you and that will assist you in what you're wanting to do as an entrepreneur. Now, even though there's a lot of capability in my mind, as to what the cornucopia strategy will allow to happen, but it's it's not uh, totally able to do every single thing that an entrepreneur might want. There are exceptions, not very many that I'm aware of, but it's important not just that you understand how the cornucopia strategy works, it's important for you to understand how to Tell Conicopia strategy what you are wanting to do. Some things come naturally for Conicopia when it comes to entrepreneurship. They They were built into what this is all about. But still, there's a need for you to communicate with Conicopia in order to be precise in some instances. There's a lot of different functions that come to play when you're really learning and using Conocopia. And I doubt seriously if many of you will ever use all of these functions 
uh, there's really no particular reason why you should want to. Uh, my my view would be to make your efforts as simple as possible. Use what you need, but don't overdo it. There's there's really no point, because the point of your exercise shouldn't be to use cornucopia as much as you can. It's it's really to get the results that you want as fast as you can. That's that's my view. Now. Before I get into uh, the next part of this, I, I have uh, a note to myself to remind me to mention something early in this particular episode. Between the first episode and this episode, you should have received information from us through the show notes, hopefully through the show notes, and or through information associated with what we call the bulletin. The bulletin is also called the Opportunity Slash Collaboration Bulletin. It's something that's a very key element of cornucopia strategy. Now, you should have received that material, as I said, in some way, because you have received that first episode. Also, you should have received information that would direct you to links that discuss several other strategies that I have produced that are also part of Conicopia. And in no particular order, you should have received something describing the bootstrapper entrepreneur, something called, or, or it was called the instant entrepreneur. There's a concept that's called e-alliance maker. You should have received information on that. And I believe uh, all in all, that was the bulk of it. But there may be some other things that you also received that I'm not, uh, not thinking of right now. The point of it is that you should be at a point where you are absorbing information in various ways to help you come to grips with the idea of cornucopia. It's important that it's as comprehensive as possible without drowning you in material that you may not have time to read or to absorb. But that's the start of this. I, I believe the best way to think about all of it is to understand where you are, what your needs, your wants, and what I call your haves, which are your resources and, and, and various types of resources. You need those three bunches of information at your disposal when you're trying to communicate with cornucopia. Now, if you're at the point where you're, you feel that you're becoming comfortable with the idea of what I'm describing, even if you don't yet know exactly how you're going to implement any of it, you're at a good place because what we're going to begin talking about next is the link between what you need, what you want, and what you have, how to link that to Conicopia in a way that it gives you a unique profile for Conicopia. It never will disclose who you are, which is another part of this, it never will disclose who you are directly. 
but it will allow you to let Conocopia know who you are. Of course, you have to in order for Conocopia to respond to you. But it will do this in a way where you also will be able to have some type of interface with other entrepreneurs who are involved with Conocopia and also with uh, individuals and entrepreneurs that are outside of Conocopia and still protect your identity until you decide to release it to someone. Now, to try to say, say this in a shorter manner, the idea behind Conocopia, in addition to wanting to help you to attract these various needs, wants, and, and haves, and so on, is to give you a level playing field in terms of what you're trying to do, who you're interfacing with, how they interface with you, to keep everything focused on the project that you have in mind more than who you are, what you look like, where you've been, what your experience is until it's necessary. And all of the distractions that normally get in the way when you're trying to discuss business ideas with with people that you don't know. Back in the day, this was a problem for me. At least I considered it a problem. I heard other people indicate that they had similar experiences. Maybe things have changed over the years. I, I don't know. But to the, to the point that I do know, I feel that it's important when you're trying to meet someone for a business purpose that you stay focused on the business project itself initially to decide, first of all, if there's any real point in spending time and effort talking about your project with someone who's not likely to be able to or willing to work with you on whatever the project is. I I had a phrase that I used to use when I was talking with uh, other entrepreneurs and trying to explain how I was dealing with some of those types of interferences or distractions. Uh, and, and the way it would work is I would simply say they're asking for my grandmother's maiden name. <laughs> that was the way I'd looked at it. They were asking me to provide them with information that was totally irrelevant to what I was asking from them. Now, some people do it out of habit. Some people do it out of a power urge that they have when they see you head in hand wanting to communicate with them about something where they hold the cards or at least part of the cards. And that makes it very difficult for a new entrepreneur to get started. In fact, if he is not strong-willed, he's easily discouraged by shutting them down when he tries to start a conversation. If his elevator speech is not quite up to par, you know, you can, you can just simply shut the guy down or the girl down. And that's not, uh, what this is about. Conicopia doesn't make your project any better and it doesn't make it any worse. In fact, it doesn't do anything 
as far as your projects is concerned. It's simply a mechanism that gives you an opportunity to start the conversation going. That's one of the functions that it has. It's not the only one. But let's just say as an example, to finish this thought, that you are, that you have a project, you know exactly what you need from the person you want to talk to about it. You know what you might need from them. So what you do, what you might want to do is you might want to present them with a description of what your project does. And you might want to give them a clear idea of what you need from them if they were to work out an arrangement with you for your project. Okay, now basically you're you're just stating the facts of the situation. Now, naturally, there will be a vetting process on both sides. You're going to have to reach a point where you are confident that this person you're talking to is the one that will assist you and would be your choice, assuming you had several people to choose from. Uh, This person you want to know, that's the person I would choose to work with. And likewise, that person will at some point really want to know if you are someone that he would have confidence in, if everything lines up in terms of what you're saying to him, he checks everything out, that, of course, will happen. The problem that I heard about a lot and I saw numerous times myself is that you could not make that hurdle if you got into the vetting process before it was necessary. And what I mean by that is if you simply stated what your project does, maybe what the potential is, maybe uh, you have some early marketing results, you have data, you have something that will help a person to decide if they would be interested or not interested. And you can also indicate what you will require from that individual to assist you. So let's say you put all of that information together and you and you present it as the very first step in the process. This is at the very beginning of, of your trying to begin a relationship with someone. Now, if you get to that point and you are not able to get a yes, I would be interested in that if all other things check out, or no, this is not my my interest level, thanks for, you know, communicating and so on. I mean, you have to read some kind of a clear indication, in my opinion, to go the next step. If you don't have to reveal who you are, where you're located, how long you've been in business, or if you're a a beginning entrepreneur, if you're well-experienced entrepreneur, None of that really, to my mind, matters if you haven't yet decided that, you know, you want to work together. So my attitude has always been, let's do first things first. If you can get someone basically to say, I have interest in this project as you've explained it, or I don't have any interest in it, that's that's the objective, because once you have established that they have interest in the project, 
based on how you presented it. And of course, you know, you want to be fair about how you presented everything. But once you've gotten past that point, then whatever you might need to do to satisfy the other person within reason, then you can be more committed to doing that. And so should, should the other person be willing to convince you that they are the proper person to work with you on this project. Now, it may sound like a small thing, and to some it is, but in my particular experience, this was very frustrating because you would never have a firm idea that you were dealing with someone that wanted to be dealing with you when all they wanted to talk about was your background, your experiences, who do you know, those types of, of conversation points were wasting wasting a lot of time, in my view. So that that first step is important. Now let's let's assume that you understand the importance of being able to describe your project, provide all the critical information to someone who should be interested, and do it in a way where you can hopefully get that yes no opinion. Now, in order to do that, Conocopia would say to you, create what we call a notice. Create that notice of information indicating what it is you have in mind, what it is you want. And also explain to that person what you are going to require of them in order to work with them on that project. Those are the two critical components of the equivalent of your elevator speech. Now, you have to do this in a way where you're, you're doing it digitally at this point, but you're presenting the basic information of what you have and what you want from that person. And then what happens is the person is given an opportunity to respond to you in a way where he clearly understands, or my assumption is that he would not respond to you unless he understands what you're proposing or what you're suggesting you would like to propose and what his qualifications must be in order for you to want to go forward with him. That's the idea of the connection. You're telling him something that you have, and you're telling him what you want. Not in, in very strong detail, but the basic idea. And from that and that alone, he gets the opportunity to say to Conicopia, I want to meet that person or I want to have communication with that person. Now, he will tell Conicopia that in his own way. He may also say, I would only be interested in this if A, B, C, D. That's an option he has. But the basic idea is that you want to get his mind working on a yes, no type of decision. Now, let's say as an example, he wants to communicate with you or he would like you to communicate with him. Conicopia would let you know that, okay? Our Conicopia system would let you know that that person wants to communicate with you. And he would also 
verify that what you're asking of him, he will, you know, he will satisfy. Now, typically what that might be, and, and, and it's, this isn't the, the only way uh, you can handle it, but let's just say as an example, you wanted someone that been in a, that has been in a certain industry for a certain period of time, or he has certain responsibilities within an industry uh, for, for so long, and you want that as a minimum requirement because you want someone that has some experience to do whatever it is you have in mind. So let's say that was what you told him you needed from him at a minimum in order to feel comfortable continuing the, the conversation. Now, if, if that's what he uh, has to show you, he will make a statement of that in the response that we will, will send to you. Conicopia will send to you his response to your notice. Okay. Now, at that point, Conicopia has fulfilled that first obligation. It does not communicate with the person who wants to, to communicate with you. In other words, they may tell Conicopia that they want to, to meet you or have you contact them. But Conicopia doesn't respond one way or the other to that person. Conicopia focuses on you. And they basically will say, in so many words, they basically will say to you, your notice has, has uh, attracted some attention. There's someone that would like to meet with you or have you contact them. Here is their information. And when I say that, it will remind you what you, what your notice was and it will remind you or tell you what this person has said to you through Conicopia with the idea he's doing this to entice you to contact him. Now, at that point, Conicopia's work is done unless you decide you do want to talk with that person. You do want to know who that person is. Now, in order to get to know who that person is, you have to communicate your wish to Conicopia. When you do that, Conicopia will then tell you who that person is. But that communication decision is totally yours. Conicopia doesn't get involved one way or the other. That's totally up to you. If you decide that you do want to speak with that person or make contact with that person, that's totally your decision and Conicopia will inform you how to do that. That would be how you communicate to someone and how they communicate with you in terms of that first step. Now, that's process that's involved with what we call the bulletin. It works in that basic fashion regardless of what you're using Conicopia for. So it's important to understand that no matter how many people are trying to reach you, you're the only person who will say yes or no to them, and you're the only person who will decide when and how you're going to communicate with them. Conicopia is there actually uh, only as a servant 
application. Now, I hope that that helps you to understand the basic interactions that you will have, at least one of the basic interactions you will have with cornucopia. Now, this also brings up another point. The information that you should have received and that you're looking at now, hopefully, you're reviewing and becoming familiar with, I would like to, to suggest to you that although the information that I, de, uh, that I sent to you describes how I went about doing this first interaction that, that we just discussed, I did it my way back in the day uh, only because that's what seemed the, the normal and the natural way to do it. So that was my, quote, creation at the time. Technology somewhat forced me to do it that way as well. What you might do now uh, would be different because technology gives you many advantages that I did not have back then. But the basic approach is to be who you are, state who you are. Don't sugarcoat it. Don't puff it up. Be very upfront and truthful about the whole situation. Because in my opinion, if you do things that way, you're not looking over your shoulder and you're not making it very difficult for you to sustain whatever impressions you may have created. Now, what we are doing now is that we're discussing your needs, your wants, and your haves. You should have a list of all of those in front of you. And the practice that I would suggest you undertake, because we're about to, to need to, to have you make use of those needs, wants, and, and haves, you should be able to create a notice for any of those and all of those that you might wish to put into cornucopia. That's Oh, that's how Conicopia communicates with you. So we will have examples that you can follow, and we will discuss some of the ones that you may have already read over or thought about that's inside of the bulletin, if you've gotten that far with all of the literature. Take a moment and review the bulletin. Look at some of the notices that are there. The pattern that we've just discussed fits into the pattern of the notices that you will see in the bulletin. And next time we will be able to go a bit deeper into what's happening uh, within the bulletin when you do this. Now I have a special request of you that will help me to know that you're following along. Inside of the information that you've been receiving, you should notice that you have been assigned what we call a REF ID. That's spelled R-E-F-I-D. That REF ID number identifies you with cornucopia. Now, with the use of that REF ID, you can, inside of the bulletin, click on the button that says, send a personal message. If you would make use of your ref ID and send me a note indicating that you do understand what we're discussing, if you have any questions about it, 
let me know it also. Just communicate with me so that I know that you're following along and I'm not going too fast. And if I'm going too slow, you can uh, let me know that as well. Anything that you might wish me to know, I would appreciate it if you would use your ref ID to do that. If you are not able to do that, there's a notice within the show notes that would allow you to contact me with any questions or issues that way. And we will continue this process until you have become very comfortable and very much aware of all of the functions of the Conicopia system as far as it relates to the bulletin. The bulletin will be our main focus for several more episodes because we will need a way of handling the communication that will start up between you and business owners and other entrepreneurs. Also, I should mention one other thing. Uh, As you begin to understand the Conicopia strategy, you should also realize and keep in mind that the Conicopia strategy was designed as a personal system. It's been designed to be used as a personal tool for you. That means that you are typically the only person who has any direct knowledge of Conicopia. It's not that uh, Conicopia cannot be used by others, as I've clearly stated, that there will be other entrepreneurs who are making use of the Conicopia system. But in terms of people that you might communicate with outside of Conicopia, let's say you're talking with business people that you are trying to get to know or to work with in some some manner, it will be of no advantage for them to know about Conicopia directly because if they become involved with Conicopia in the same way that you are, you, lo- you lose your edge over them because they will know and understand as much as you do in terms of what's happening with, within Conicopia. So what you want to do is you want to have your own persona and your own way of handling your projects in terms of communicating with your possible partners or associates on projects and use Conicopia just as a assistant to help you do certain things. But it's not to be used to try to help you to win over a prospect. If you do that, you automatically lose because Conicopia will respond to them as well as to you. And any of the advantages that Conicopia will give you, and there are many, when you come into when you come into consideration of an actual deal and how to promote it and so on, you give all of that away by telling someone you're looking to work with about Conicopia. It would do you no no advantage. So if that confuses you and you don't understand it, you should let me know and I'll try to explain it a different way. But that's important. You want to be handling your activities as an individual 
if that's the case, or as your own company, that's all proper and that's the way it should be. You do not represent Conicopia in any way, and Conicopia does not represent you. It simply is a software tool that's being used to assist you. We will get deeper into the concept of all of this as you go further, but that's something that should be made known to you early because you can better use the information that we're about to give you and use it in the proper way if we make you aware of that at this time. Now, what I would suggest you do next, uh, between now and the next episode, if you have the time, certainly it's a way to give you uh, a lot of experience with communicating with Conicopia is use your ref ID, go to the, uh, the bulletin, use your ref ID, and click on the button that says submit a bulletin notice. If you do that, it will be expecting you to use that form to enter a need, a want, or to describe one of your haves such that it will cause a potential exchange between you and someone you wish to work with. There's no limit in terms of the number of submission of notices that you can do at this point. What will naturally occur is Conicopia will evaluate the information that you submitted, and if it's approved, you will receive a notice indicating that, or you will receive a notice indicating adjustments that may be necessary or modifications that must be made. Also, dependent upon when you actually begin listening to the podcast, there may be a number of other things happening within Conicopia that you will become aware of. But for now, if you focus on providing your needs, your wants, and your haves to the bulletin, that would be the best first efforts that you should make. It will give you a very well diversified introduction into Conicopia. Well, this is all the time we have for this episode, but I look forward to going deeper into the Conicopia strategy for you next time. Take care.